you know, I think that this world is, is, is changing pretty fast. And I think what that's doing is it's revealing all sorts of different conflicts of our internal minds with our external landscapes. And I think, you know, deep down, we know that this is all happening, but there aren't a lot of places to talk about it. And what my podcast is really about, it's about going from a human version 1.0, which is kind of, you know, sliding through life, um, blaming this, blaming that on other people, not taking any responsibility. And I think that all of us have the ability to make this sort of quantum shift where we go to our human version 2.0, which is really all about taking responsibility of your life um, and, you know, listening and connecting with, you know, your, your mind, your thoughts, beliefs, all the things that like you all, you know, d- deep down to be true. That's Mark Metry and I'm Brian Falchuk. The Do A Day Podcast. Will you hear from the most inspiring people who have been through hard times, overcome them, and have turned around to help others with what they've learned? I'm your host, Brian Falchuk. I know because I've lived it myself. I've written about it in my book, Do A Day, and that's why I'm bringing you this show. Remember, today's a new day. Go out and do it. Hey, day doers. Welcome to another episode of the Do A Day podcast. Today, I have yet another inspiring person. This guy's only 20, and the things that he's achieved, they're pretty profound, pretty impressive. I didn't even know about some of them until we got into the conversation. Um, So this is Mark Metry. He's the host of a really popular podcast called Humans 2.0. It's one of the top 10 shows on iTunes in the category, the sort of like self-help motivation space. Um, And it, it blows my mind. Like, Not only is it a top 10 show... It's only been around since August of 2007, and it really has only been around in its current form since the beginning of 2018. So to have already gotten where it's gotten, that, you know, that's got to be a sign that there's some real stuff going on, really powerful messages that's resonating with people. I was a guest on it. There's a lot of other just inspiring, inspiring guests. So huge show. He talks to CEOs, entrepreneurs, authors, just inspiring people. And the purpose is, you know, and this is why he's on the Do A Day podcast today, is to educate others to change their lives, sound familiar, and to upgrade to the human version 2.0 that's inside all of us. And he gets into what he means by 2.0 versus the the 1.0 version of being a human being. Prior to creating the podcast, he was the founder and creative director of something called PPMC, which for all the Minecraft fans out there or parents of kids who are Minecraft fans, it was the number one Pixelmon Minecraft server in the world. And I should note, he founded the thing when he was like 15. Um, So he grew that to having a reach of over 10 million users, uh, 10,000 registered premium users, and he gets into all that too, but it just blows my mind. Like he was a child, you know, like he was a kid, a teenager when he did that. And that's mind boggling. And he built it like totally from scratch, which is crazy. Um, Since then, he's also founded something called View Dream, which is a virtual and augmented reality marketing and advertising agency based in Boston. And that's while he's still in college. So he's an entrepreneur, he's a serious go-getter, and he's trying to help others find that spark within themselves. But here's the thing. It wasn't always the case for him. 
So we get into it, but he had a very long stretch of totally the opposite of what he's been doing. Um, not being a go-getter, really being much more shut down in himself. And he talks about it as this really personal, internal, solitary hell, which is pretty serious. Um, a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, a lot of self-doubt. And to see what he's achieved, you would never know about that backstory. So I'm excited to get into that. So we'll jump right in with my guest today on the Do A Day podcast, Mark Metry. Mark Metry, thanks for joining me today. Brian Falchuk, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me on your show. No problem. An absolute pleasure is the best kind of pleasure. So I'm glad. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, I, I've had a lot of people who've had me on their show on my show. Uh, and you are one of those many people. But there's a reason why I do that. And I feel like I'm a broken record on this. But when I shared my story with you, I felt like we just connected, clicked. And, uh, and as I got to know a little bit about you, I was like, this is a guy who I need to bring on this side of the mic and share a bit more because you're out there trying to inspire people to do better. And that's, of course, what the whole purpose of this show is. So I'm very excited to have you here and sharing your story. I'm just curious, have you done that before? Have you been on other shows sharing what you're all about and what drove you to start Humans 2.0? Yeah, man, I've been on uh, been on a handful. I've maybe been on like five, six now. Okay, cool. So this is not an exclusive, but maybe those were just the <laughs> warm up. This is the real deal. Um, yeah. All right, cool. So, yeah, I mean, I, I gave I gave the name and the show Humans Two Point What is what is the deal? What is the purpose of this podcast that you're putting out there, and, and your content more broadly? If you want to go into that. Cool. So. Um, the purpose of my podcast is to shine a light on a perspective that I think a lot of us share. And it's basically, um, you know, I think that this world is, is, is changing pretty fast. And I think what that's doing is it's revealing all sorts of different conflicts of our internal minds with our external landscapes. And I think, you know, deep down, we know that this is all happening, but um, there aren't a lot of places to talk about it. And what my podcast is really about, it's about going from a human version 1.0, which is kind of you know sliding through life, um, blaming this, blaming that on other people, not taking any responsibility, um, you know, spending your day watching Kim Kardashian walk from her limo to the hotel, and. I think that all of us have the ability to, if we want to, make this sort of quantum shift, so to speak, where we go to our human version 2.0, which is really all about taking responsibility of your life um, and you know, listening and connecting with you know your your minds, your thoughts, beliefs, all the things that like you all you know deep down to be true. And what the podcast is about, it's just about, you know, revealing different perspectives with uh, a new guest in, in every single episode that knows what they're talking about, unlike me. But yeah, <laughs> I think, you know, quite a bit about what you're talking about, and you certainly know how to pull that out of your guests. So, um, you know, I'm big on self-love, so I'm not going to let you put yourself down and let you get away with that to call you out. Um, you know, but in, in all seriousness, Mark, <laughs> I love myself, man. Good. 
You should. Um, <laughs> and uh, what what I found is you have a way of seeing real insight in people and their stories and the message and that, um, you know, th this whole notion of a sort of recreating ourselves as people instead of being these mindless, you know, just sort of wander your way through lies, but find purpose and, and go after it. I love that. I think that's really, uh, really important for us. And, and I agree, like the time is now and society sort of pushes us in one direction, but it's our choice to redirect and become what we actually could be with a bit of purpose. Absolutely, man. And I, I think I have that insight because I, uh, I, I lived it and, um, you know, I'm not embarrassed or I'm not, you know, I'm not shameful about it. It, it is what it is. And if I've learned anything, it's, um, the, the more vulnerable you get, the more people that you can connect to and therefore the more people that you can impact and help out. Well, so let, let's talk about how you've lived it. Cause your story, uh, goes way back. Like, early formative kind of years. So bring us back. Was it third grade, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I can say, um, you know, my, my parents came, um, to the U S, uh, from Egypt in 1995 wow. with, uh, with, with 300 bucks in their pocket. And, um, you, that basically led to living in some not so nice places, but you know, not, nothing happened. You know, I didn't get, you know, robbed. I didn't get raped, anything like that. Um, and, uh, it, I was a pretty smart kid. Um, like my parents told me that, uh, in kindergarten, I like yeah, exceeded in all of these different exams and like the teacher, you know, I don't know if any of that's right or wrong, but I, I think they were just saying that just to build up my confidence. But, um, in, in the second grade, I, uh, I won student of the month like six times I like won this art competition and I ended up going on TV. I, uh, wow. you know, like we, uh, we didn't have money to, uh, to buy like baseball cards or any of that, but I was obsessed with collecting things. So what I do is I go to the baseball section in, in my newspaper and I'd cut out different players and then I would like glue different pieces of paper and like make them layered to sort of make them into real baseball cards. And then I'd sell those to get money to buy real baseball cards. So I was like, How always like this you? craft. This is this in is second, like second grade. grade? So maybe, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so, so, you know, li life was good for me. And, uh, what ended up happening was, uh, we ended up changing, uh, we ended up moving to a different place cause my dad got a new job and, uh, I ended up changing schools and, you know, I was in that age, second grade, where I had a, a solid handful of best friends. We, you know, we'd, we'd hang out, we'd do everything together. And uh, that all shifted, that all changed. And, um, you know, maybe I didn't have a phone, maybe I didn't have access to it. But, you know, this was before a time where, you know, staying in touch, you know, was not a was not an option like you once you moved you moved and you know th there's a potential that you'd never see that person again or even yeah. talk to them um was this all so yeah so, like in the same state at least or where were you going from and to yeah yeah all in the same state um you're a massachusetts maybe, guy right yeah massachusetts yeah. um uh, originally uh i lived in uh plainville you know where that is and uh it's like kind of near taunton and, mm -hmm. and attleboro maybe and then uh, we moved out to uh western mass near uh westminster lemonster fitchburg oh, that wow. area so that's totally so you're basically yep. in like northern rhode island essentially and then yeah western mass like night and day kind of settings 
for sure. Yeah, yeah, night and day kind of settings. Like, like uh, Western Mass is very, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very woody, <laughs> yeah, it's rural. so to speak. Like there there isn't that much going on, and um, and yeah. So anyway, so uh, so I got there in the third grade, and um, you know, you know, I I didn't get bullied um, seriously at least. Um, but you know, I just uh, I have like this particular thought process that's just stuck with me in my head, and it's. I don't know if a teacher said this to me. I don't know if a kid said this to me, but, um, you know, I got to that new school. I didn't know anybody. And somebody said something along the lines of, oh, you're, you're a shy kid. Right. And looking back at that now, what ended up happening was I, you know, I stuck to that statement as an excuse to not do anything because of fear. And what that ended up resulting in is basically you know, not having any close relationships, um, having very shallow, small talk with people, not really getting into that deep, real layer. Um, I didn't do anything. I didn't play any sports. I didn't really have any hobbies, so to speak. Um, I didn't hang out with people after school. I didn't go to clubs. I didn't do any of that stuff. And uh, I had really built up this, uh, this internal prison for myself. And, um, that kind of led on until I graduated high school, my uh, my senior year. Mark, can I, can I stop you for a second? Was this sure? Was this because this kid or teacher, whoever it was, made this definition of you, or is it that plus moving to a whole new setting and not knowing anybody? Were there other things going on? Like, was it was it really about this one pivotal thing that someone defined you a certain way and you internalized it, or was it part of a bigger issue? I definitely think it was big, uh, part of a bigger issue. Um, I think it was a combination of not having um, confidence, not having esteem, um, moving to a new area, not knowing anything, um, and then having that background knowledge of um, oh, and uh, another thing that I should probably note here that I think is is quite important the the school that I went to was uh was very mixed and mixed as in race like there were black kids there were asians there were all sorts of people the school that i ended up moving to the the, the part in western massachusetts every like 99.99 percent of everyone was white i was like it was me and like two other black kids in the entire school it was and i'm say, not you're probably I'm not, the only maybe the only immigrant but certainly the only egyptian immigrant Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I think that like subconsciously made some things like I'm, I'm not like a racist person. Like I don't prefer to be around people like me. But, uh, you know, when you're when you're that young of an age and you don't really know what's happening, I think your brain just goes into these um, defense mechanisms out of fear, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's that's really what ended up happening. And the good thing that kind of came out of that was um, when I was 15. Um, you, you know, as a result of me not spending time with a lot of people around me, I ended up going to the internet. So like I went on YouTube a lot. I, uh, I started recording like these video games and uploading them of myself. I made a little bit of money doing that. And, um, basically when I was 15 years old, I don't know if you ever heard of this game, but it's called Minecraft. Uh, and, if um, I haven't, my son certainly has. Yeah. We've, it's, it's like an everyday conversation point in my house. <laughs> Yeah, so I basically ended up starting this uh, Minecraft server, which wow. is a multiplayer um, place where people can sign on and and play with their friends. So I ended up starting that, 
And, um, you know, long, long story short, uh, in, in seven months, by the time I had turned 16, it was making a, a lot of money, like six figures. And, um, by the time I went, you know, I, I grew up 17, 18, it was multi six figures. And I'm not like this, this business wonderkind guru genius or anything like that. Um, it was just me doing something, you know, maybe out of na naivete and, uh, really just trying to have fun with it. Like I was just really playing with my friends and, you know, looking back at that business now, it was like 99% of it was automated. The profit margins were huge. I wasn't really working quote unquote. I was just playing a game and connecting with people in the community. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that's basically a, a wrap up for, uh, my ages zero to 18. That's pretty amazing. Like in just sort of falling into it like that. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it's definitely quite a surprise. Um, I, you know, there's no way I could have expected it. I didn't even know what the word business marketing, any of that stuff really was. And, um, you know, it was, maybe it was just me, but it was, uh, kind of at a time where, you know, you would tell people what you did. And they're like, wait, you make money on the internet? <laughs> no. So it was like kind of one of those. But um, but yeah, it was it was definitely a weird experience without a doubt. Did it did that cause any issues for you having that kind of income? Because that's pretty significant, especially in Western Mass. Like it's not like, you know, New York City where six figure income still puts you like below the poverty line, just given how expensive everything is. Like that's a ton of money, especially as a kid. Yeah. Um you know, I definitely want to say for like the first, uh, the first year when it was happening, it was kind of like, wait, like what's going on? It didn't really hit me. Yeah. But then, um, you know, once I came to the realization and, you know, there were that many, uh, zeros that I had access to coming from basically nothing. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it, uh, it was kind of like the, the bad parts of my personality where uh they were exacerbated because i think money is just like it's it's fuel mm -hmm. so you know if you're not a confident person if you're if you're like loosely put together and you you know put some more fuel on there you're gonna break apart i don't think it caused that too many issues for me um and, and i was always still kind of humble about it like i had um like, you know, growing up and like in school and everyone else, I was basically making more money than every single person around me. But yeah. I, I, I knew I knew not to let that get in my head. I knew like that didn't mean anything. I know that money, um, you know, doesn't mean you're better or anything like that. But um, I'd say for the first year, it kind of uh, it made me do some decision, not made me, but it, it led to some decisions that I don't think are the best. Um, they weren't, you know, that bad or anything. Um, you know, it's probably just like, uh, you know, buying that extra bag of candy or like going through that, that Dunkin' Donuts drive through or, or whatever, yeah. you know, nothing, nothing too serious, but, um, it, like it definitely taught destructive and starting a drug habit or anything like that. No, no, not that, not that I know of at least. Um, <laughs> but, um, but no, it, it wasn't too bad. Where were your parents in the mix in all this? What, what did they think about it? And do you think that? you know, not going down too far down that path. Is that a function of the values that they had instilled in you? What kept you more centered than maybe other young teen kids would be? Yeah, for sure. My parents' values, without a doubt, um, kept me mostly centered. But, um, you know, I, uh, my parents did 
really understand what I was doing, so mm-hmm. to speak. Like they're, you know, they're not dumb people or anything like that, but it's just like the world that they're coming from, they didn't even know, like they, you know, nobody, people didn't, not nobody, but we didn't have smartphones or, or anything like that. So I don't think they really understood what I was doing, to be honest. Yeah. But, um, they the values that they taught me kind of, uh, set a foundation Um, and, uh, I wasn't really conscious of the values that they set down, um, for me at that time. But, um, you know, there's a, there's a variety of things. Like I, I remember my dad and I went to this pet store and we bought, uh, we bought these fish and basically, um, as like a pet for, for my aquarium. And, uh, I ended up buying three fish and the, the lady charged us $3 when it was supposed to be $3 per fish. So then like my dad and I, we leave the store and, um, and, and then like I tell him, I'm like, I think the lady made a mistake like 20 minutes after we left. And then he was like, no, we have to go back and like tell them and pay them the rest of the money. So like seeing little things like that kind of built, built, um, trust, honesty, integrity. So I, I had that solid foundation to, to go off of for sure. And were you contributing to your family's needs? Like, were you helping to pay bills or anything like that? What were you doing with all this yeah. newfound wealth? Yeah, so I was definitely, I was definitely contributing um, towards my family's needs, and um, uh, a lot of the money, like uh, I used it just for like living purposes, which at that time wasn't a lot. So I definitely helped out my my family with quite a number of things. And, uh, a lot of the money I ended up, uh, just, uh, donating it to, to different charities. Cause I'm like, what am I going to do with, with all this stuff? <laughs> wow. That's definitely, um, that's really impressive, especially at, at a young age. All right. So that takes you through high school, right? Where does, where do right. you end up from there? And you're still, yeah, so you're still up- in this, sorry, you're, you're still in this, uh, kind of, um, I'm shy shut down kind of uh, space, right? Exactly. hundred percent. And, um, so I ended up going off to college in uh, in Boston and, um, you know, I basically told myself like at the end of high school, I didn't know exactly, like if we had this conversation back then, I couldn't, you know, coherently tell you everything I just told you, but I would just tell you like something is off, something is different. And, um, when I went to college, I, I knew that. So basically I told myself, all right, I'm going to try to be more positive. And the main thing was nobody, nobody knows me so I can start off at, yeah. at any point. I, I don't have an identity to go off of. So that to me was, was very liberating, so to speak. Um, like I didn't have an identity to, to mask myself. I could create a new identity. I could do different things. So, you know, in college, um, I, I met a lot of people, made a lot of friends. Um, it was a, it was a pretty fun time and, uh, you know, I'm learning a bunch of different things. I'm, I've moved outside of the house. I'm now expanding my worldview and, um, first semester freshman year passes and, uh, I basically end up failing two out of the four classes that I was taking it. I had to wow. withdraw and, uh, and retake them. And, um, that's going to be totally new for you. Cause I'm guessing, you know, what, what you started in, your early elementary career didn't stop. Like you continued to be a good student through high school, right? No, actually no. that's, that's not right. Yeah. Uh, I should have mentioned that. And, uh, in high school, like when this whole, 
you know, thing started to manifest, I, uh, I was even worse. Like I, I, I didn't necessarily fail a class, but I was getting like, uh, you know, my, the A's were like my B's and I'd get like C's and, uh, and D's. I was a pretty bad student. Um, yeah. And, uh, part of it was, uh, part of it was, was me actually trying to, to learn, but whatever it was, like, I just couldn't learn the way that they were teaching me or what I was learning. Part of me kind of knew that school was BS because I had this uh, this business that I was running and I was like, oh, right. you, don't, you don't really need it. And I'm like, you know, hearing all these stories about like, you know, people dropping out of college and, and you know, you don't need school and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I was not a good student. Um, but the thing is, is that in high school, I didn't really try at all. But in college, when I went, I actually did try and I still failed two out of the four classes. They wow. were both... Um, they're both math classes and you know I don't want to say I'm bad at math or anything but um but yeah so so basically what ended up happening is after I I failed those two I didn't really take it to uh you know I wasn't devastated by it or anything like that next semester um comes on and uh you know I I meet some new friends um you know things are going and uh basically I just end up like spiraling into this bad behavior trance where I'm going to sleep at like 4 a.m. because I'm trying to close my eyes at like midnight and my brain is just awake for another four hours. And I'd wake up at like 8 a.m. to go to class. I'd go to class and then I'd come back, sleep until my next class. And, uh, you know, all throughout this time, I'd be like chugging Red Bulls. Like I'd probably drink two, three Red Bulls a day, eating very bad. Um, lots of sugar, you know, my school cafeteria, horrible food. Um, you know, it's like the food, the lifestyle was not there. And like when I was awake, you know, I wasn't studying, I wasn't doing anything like that. I would just watch TV shows. So I was just, uh, I spent that second semester just kind of, you know, withering away, so to speak. I didn't have any, any really good things in my life. And, um, I've, uh, I've, I've never shared this uh, like on the internet or anything like that. But, um, like there were some nights where, uh, I couldn't, I literally could not fall asleep. And I had like this horrible, like eating, chewing anxiety on the inside of me just all the time, super depressed. And, uh, you know, there were nights where I'd go out at like midnight, 1am, 2am. And, uh, you know, my, my school is in Fenway in Boston and right next to Fenway, there's this area called uh, Dorchester, Roxbury, and um, let's just say it's not the greatest places. Like, let's just say it's filled with gang violence. Uh, we get like a text on our phone from the school saying there's like a shooting basically like once or twice a week. And um, so basically I'd go out there and I'd walk around in that area and I'd like low key fantasize about me dying and me being murdered because I didn't want to live my life. Wow. Um, yeah. And, um, I, you know, I don't want to say if I had the courage or probably commit suicide, but maybe, you know, there's always that chance, but, um, I think I had too many things going for me. Um, so, so basically after I got out of that year, uh, left freshman year of college, I went home for the summer and, uh, you know, there I got some boundary there. I got some balance to kind of, you know, think about all sorts of different things. 
Um, I ended up uh, traveling to to Egypt with uh, with my mom and my sister, and uh, on that trip, it um, it expanded the boundary even more, and it gave me a lot of perspective and room to think about things. And during that summer, you know, I, I didn't even process what was going on at the time, but I was just like, I know what just happened. I did not like what just happened, so I'm just going to spend the rest of my summer just going online and just trying to learn and, and do new things. That, that's what my main mentality was. And um, when I got well, back... Hang on, why? Yeah. Like, wh- how, how did you just break out of... Because that's a really dark, closed off, not trying way to be. And, and even having the sort of hidden fantasies about like, maybe I'll get killed and then I won't have to deal with this. And then you suddenly are in this place of like, I want to try new things. I want to explore. Like what, what triggered that? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, um, I think the ending of school, um, really, really, really triggered that. Cause, um, you know, I've, I've learned something about myself and it's that, um, you know, I'm either zero or, or a hundred. So like meaning, you know, a lot of people have this issue where they're like half pregnant with ideas. They're like stuck yeah. in the middle. I don't have that. I'm either completely off or I'm completely on. Yeah. Um, so like, I think that to me was like a, a symbolic, uh, like metaphysical symbol in my mind to like start something new after, after that semester ended. Um, but, but, but yeah, I think that's what it was. And, uh, you know, like I, I didn't, I didn't know what, what the issue was at that time. Um, so, so basically I, I want to complete this cause it kind of ties into this question here. So, uh, so sophomore year, I, I come back to school, right. And I'm, uh, the, 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 the early mark is still moving a little bit. I bought the Red Bulls. I, uh, I bought the candy. Uh, I'm still not really doing much in my life. So what I end up doing is I just end up starting, I start Googling like different diets, different food things that I could try. And, um, and basically I, I look all around and, uh, it, it leaves me more confused than, than how I started. It's like, go vegan, don't go vegan, go paleo, go this, go that, you know, only eat six meals of the day. Don't eat for these. Like, it's just totally yeah. confusing. And, um, I was like on this website and I saw this Google ad for, um, for this thing called bulletproof coffee. So, uh, so I click on this thing and I basically, it's, uh, it's coffee with, uh, grass fed butter and uh, MCT oil. My first reaction of course is like, you know, what the hell is this? Like, why are people putting butter in coffee? I've never heard of this. Yeah. I end up doing, uh, you know, some researching, finding, you know, I, I see a lot of people saying it's awesome. So I buy the coffee and, uh, the butter and all that stuff and I start doing it. And basically, you know, that started to create the framework of having a morning routine because I'd wake up uh. and I'd, I'd put the coffee and I'd do the French press. Um, and you know, you'd need a blender at that time. And I was, I was living with a decent amount of people. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get up early and blend this while they're still asleep. And they're not like going about, um, doing whatever it is they need to do. So I woke up a little bit early, you know, nothing too serious. And I started doing this coffee and I felt like exponentially better. Um, and, uh, basically I looked into it more and I figured out the same guy, Dave Asprey, he also has this book called Bulletproof Diet. 
So then I buy the book. I start to learn about nutrition and how the body works. And uh, that's really when I came to the realization of the first time that you can call me dumb because I, I know I was, absolutely I was dumb. But I, I thought that there was no correlation between what you ate and how you felt, what you did, what your energy, what your mood was. I had no idea. Well, so I started I call you this- dumb. I'd call you like that's what most Americans think. <laughs> that's yeah, that's and, the norm. Uh, so. So you woke yeah, up from for that. sure. Yeah, I woke up from that, and then I started doing the diet, started eating a lot of vegetables, a lot of healthy fats, um, and then I also started exercising um, for, for like some of the first times in my life, and um, basically, it felt like like my brain, my body, my mind, my, my soul, everything just got like jump-started. Everything just turned on, and um, really, it led me to like having... I, I was like almost close to never being tired, like never. Like I, I would sit down and like there wasn't a single muscle in me, even if it was at nighttime, that said I'm tired, go to sleep. Like there was absolutely nothing in me. I was just, I was filled with energy, and um, I, uh, I basically moved on on this track, and uh, that led me discovering all sorts of different ideas like meditation, gratitude, journaling. Um, you know, sleeping seven, seven and a half hours a day, like, you know, all, all the healthy lifestyle things. And I started reading. Um, and basically, I'd say the next uh, catalyst event is. Uh, so I'm in this I'm in this uh, computer class with my friend and uh, this uh, the semester's coming to a close. And um, basically, the, the professor um, basically catches catches me and my friend uh we cheated on a lab we 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 copied some computer code from a a forum online and we pasted it in as our own um thing so basically professor emails us and he's like hey guys i found out about this thing you know you guys have a few choices i can either fail you for the assignment which is the best option i could fail you for the class i could uh fill you for the class and then report you to the dean and then they could get you kicked out of the university so like all this is going on through like a a weekend email and I'm like I'm freaking out. Um, I'm, I, you know I'm like I'm like wait uh, you know my my mind's going out a thousand miles an hour. And basically uh, that Saturday I was at a party uh, at my suite um, and I, I live with uh, with a decent amount of people and we all had to run rooms and there was a party going on in that room. So I'm in that party you know doing what doing what college kids do and. Um, you know, there's this part of my mind, there's like the back of my mind and it's telling me, it's like, Mark, you like, you got to do something about this. Like you got to leave. You can't just ignore, um, th- this problem. And and to a point I, I wasn't ignoring the problem because I had emailed the professor back and, uh, complied and there was no more action needed for me to do. So basically I ended up going in my room and just locking locking myself in for like hours, leaving that party, and I was like, I need a a lifestyle change. Um, like I, to a degree, I wasn't liking my my college path that rat route, and I'm like, man, I think this is a sign that that the world is sending me to wake up and to like get out of college. So I um I basically end up pulling this notepad and I start like writing down like all of the different sorts of uh, like exponential technologies that I thought were, were, were coming to a point where like, if I got into them now, um, 
and I worked at it for years, then like five years, 10 years down the road, I could be like a significant person in that industry. So like I, I highlight all these different industries out, you know, right? Like uh, the internet of things, drones, 5G, all these different things. And like basically that process of elimination, I narrow it down to um, virtual and augmented reality, which I had done some research on. And I found that like, if you don't know, it's basically disrupting every single industry. It's going to replace the smartphone, the computer, the TV, everything we use to look at technology. It's going to replace that all. It's got some huge applications for, for mental health. And, uh, like basically the next day I just, uh, I started my business and, um, I started waking up every single day at like 6 a.m., meditating, journaling, coffee, like really, really getting my life together and uh, really pushing me uh, down this path. Wow. You, you definitely like a switch goes off and you change. You weren't kidding. Like yeah. that, uh, school ends, you know, then, then you go on this, like, I'm going to open my mind. I'm going to go after understanding more. And then you have this, uh, this bad choice this cheating incident. And again, it's like a light switch. Well, I'm curious which option that the professor gave you, did you choose? It was, uh, it, it was definitely the first one, just failing the, the assignment. Cause that has the, uh, you know, the least detrimental effects. And, uh, you know, thankfully that that professor is awesome. And, uh, the situation, the situation sorted itself out and I just got a zero for the lab. So it wasn't a big deal or anything like that. That was, I have to say, that's pretty big of the professor to offer that as an option. Because um, in, in most schools, it's like it's automatic. You just, you go before a judiciary board and that's usually your undoing. Um, so yeah, for that's, sure. That's pretty awesome that you got, you were given that chance. And I think a lot of kids who are given chances like that blow them off. Uh, maybe don't realize that they maybe get mad at the professor or, you know, mad at the mm. world for, it's like you were saying at the opening of the whole thing about, you know, like what the humans 1.0, like feeling like the world is doing to them. Only here, it's like, you know, you, you recognize you did this to yourself, but you've been given an opportunity yeah. and it's up to you whether you embrace that or not. Yeah, for sure. And if I can, uh, if I can add one more thing. Yeah. Um, so basically like after that whole plagiarism that happened and I was like, I'm going to start a business. Um, the, the next following days, I, um, I, um, I, you know, I was telling myself I'm going to do this, but I didn't do it yet. And, uh, I, I had come back from class one day and, uh, I, th- I think I just like woke up from like a nap, like a midday nap. And, um, I woke up, I was like feeling really bad. And, um, I was basically like, I need to do this like, like literally right now, or I'm never going to do it. So I basically got up in that moment and I walked down to to Target and like my goal is to buy a whiteboard to like map out my goals, map out what I'm going to do with my life. And like while I'm walking to Target and while I'm walking back from Target, that's where like everything in my life just started clicking in. Like I started to realize like the the business that I had when I was younger is making me branch out and doing these different things. Um, you know, the, the, the choices and the actions that I made, um, are just a complete reflection of, of what I've done in my life. 
and um and, and really it was like this whole like cosmic shift for me and like i you know i started crying and um i just started to understand everything about my life and like from that moment then that's when the, the switch flipped on and i was like all right this like m- my brain totally shifted the the goals the the mindset all that stuff started coming into place and uh the the last thing i'll say is that uh, i had a roommate at the time and uh i put up my whiteboard and uh my roommate comes home and uh like i'm asleep it's like 10 p.m. and uh i'm like half asleep so i like hear him come in the room yeah. and uh he looks at the whiteboard and uh like he just he smirks and then he gets my my other roommate and they both come in my room and they look at the whiteboard and uh he says something like uh oh that's uh that's so stupid something like that and um you know i, I hear this right but i don't say anything to him and then basically the the next several months i hustle and i grind and i start to see the results in my life some health business life results um and and my roommate is there and and he sees all of this and you know he was a kid that partied super hard didn't care about school was chasing girls and and alcohol to him trying really hard in school him really grinding it out him getting like super high grades and then him transferring to a to a better university and uh, that's how the whole idea of influence impact started coming into my mind and that's really why I started the podcast i i came down to this realization of um you know really like what the choices and actions that you take in your life they're really they are about you but they're really not about you and the like the opportunity loss of other people you're never going to know that and like to me that's something that uh that that really scares me like even to today and i cuz i saw that shift happen wow well that's i mean that's pretty cool that you saw the shift in yourself and got to see how others can shift too cuz that is mm-hmm. is it the combination of those things that led you to want to do humans 2.0 yeah, I, I'd say it's definitely a combination of those. And it was also a combination of like, you know, I'm starting this brand new lifestyle. I'm doing things I've never done before. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do this. Um, I'm going to see what happens. And, um, you know, so I ended up starting it in, in summer of last year. And um, up to that point, my business wasn't really making that that much of a profit. Like we weren't we weren't doing too well. And um so like I was kind of st- stuck, so to speak, um, from, from, that, from that level. So I was like, all right, I need to start doing things. I need to start talking to people in my industry. I need to start figuring out. I need to start branching out, forming relationships, connections with people to, to learn from them, um, you know, t- to talk with them, to you know, maybe benefit from each other. And that, that's really how I'd say it started. Um, and then also uh, – I was hanging out with some of my friends and uh, I was talking to them about this um, this concept and it's called uh, the singularity. I don't want to get into it, but it's basically like this technology futurist idea that's like this hypothesis that says that we're basically going to become uh, like artificially intelligent computers and like we're going to become immortal. So I was talking to people about that and uh, basically he was telling me, no, it's not going to happen. It's It's not going to happen because of this. And I was not satisfied uh, by the answer. So I got like in that moment, I kind of came to this realization of like, why am I spending my time talking to people about this topic that 
they themselves literally have no idea. So I'm going to go out there and find the people that do have an idea about the ideas that I want to talk about. That, you know, that was, it's kind of that too. And you're so driven and directed and you're still, you're still really young. And, you know, what I've found through some of the coaching work I've done is that often people, uh, people don't come to that clarity until they've had, well, actually, maybe I'm discovering why this might be, but they've had their, their stumbles for some period of time. So it's usually not till like their late 20s or early 30s that they come to that sort of clarity. And I'm wondering if maybe this process that you went through starting in third grade through to you know the beginning of, of college, if that was sort of your equivalent of like the lost 20s where you're finding yourself and don't know who you are and you know, or in a job that you don't really understand why you're in it in the first place. Like maybe you just, because you had a similar but different experience so much younger, it allowed you to be that brilliant, I guess is, is the right word to brilliance, you know, how to go about what you really care about and how to go after that. And even just knowing what you care about in the first place. A hundred thousand percent. I think about this all the time. And uh, it, it really de- led me down the realization in the path of, um, you know, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of playing video games. So, like, it doesn't really matter what's on the outside, what's on the external, as long as your your internal mind. And uh, you know, I remember my dad always used to tell me, like, being at peace with yourself, being at peace with your mind is the most important thing. And uh, like, you know. Before we got on this podcast, we were talking about uh, these, uh, these, these events that are going on in my life right now that I think are probably the most challenging. And without a doubt, if I didn't go through that third to, um, to, to 12th grade and college, whatever, I, uh, I don't know where I'd be right now. All I know is that I'd be in a very, very bad position. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm very thankful everything that happened happened, so to speak. Yeah, and I think a lot of people who weren't ready to accept it, like I was saying before, probably would be resentful, why me? Mm-hmm. You know, just sort of negative on it instead of recognizing like, thank goodness this happened. This is a bit of a wake up and now I've got opportunity and I would have been blind to all this otherwise. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, like towards the end of my high school year, I was kind of in that like resentful, not appreciative mode. Like, mm. like a Brian, I'm not even joking. When I, uh, I was, I, I went on my first podcast uh, last year um, in the fall and they were talking about this Minecraft server because they had Googled me and I literally did, it didn't even come into my mind that I had like quote unquote made it from like a young age until then. So like that entire time I was feeling super resentful, super unappreciative. Um like I I thought that my parents sucked and I was just so blind to everything that they taught me wow. and they're really the best parents in the world. Yeah, and like I I was just so blind and like it wasn't like super bad like I wasn't just always angry and and pissed off all the time. It was more fearful and uh, and anxious but i definitely had that part in me that i had to like overcome and, and conquer so to speak and where so where are you at today you know your relationship with your parents your relationship with your schoolwork with your business with your podcast where where are you at and where are you going with all this yeah so um 
I absolutely love my parents and they mean the world to me. And they really built the foundation of my success and everything that I'm going to do in my life and that I have done. Um, with, uh, with my work, my, uh, my agency is doing pretty well. We, uh, we sorted things out. We, uh, we're one of the, the top, uh, growth agencies in our industry. We work with, uh, companies and, and clients from all over the world and a lot of different major cities that are doing some amazing things. Um, in terms of school, I'm, uh, I'm at that point where, uh, it, it's kind of like, you know, I think school is kind of a, I think it's definitely a joke and I think you can get a much better education online, but I'm just at that point where like I've spent the money and I've got a year left and, um, and it doesn't even take that much time. Cause it's, as I said, it's kind of a joke and I just kind of want to fulfill my, my parents, uh, immigrant wish of like their kid going to college and, and things like that. So I like totally sorted out the school stuff and, um, and, uh, and yeah, with the, with the podcast, the podcast has been going great. I started it late, uh, summer in August of last year. I didn't really take it too seriously. I'd post like an episode. Did, uh, did you say something? Did it cut nope. out? Nope. Oh, okay. Post cool. an episode. Um, you're saying. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I post an episode every once in a while, like maybe once every two weeks did it, you know, wasn't really on track with my guests. Didn't really have a format down. And then uh, at the beginning of this year, 2018, in January 1st, I started to uh, to really triple down on it because I, you know, I said I think podcasts are are pretty hot right now and they're going to be hot for a while. And you know, just the podcast teaches me so much, aside from the influence, the impact, the like the branding um, stuff. That's all just like the cherry on top. Just the fact that I'm able to connect with these people around the world and learn from them is mind-blowing. So I started taking it seriously at the beginning of this year, posting three to four episodes a week, um, even though everyone tells wow. me to just post one. Yeah, I really like tripled down on it because I, I have a lot of fun with it. It's what I do in my free time. And, um, you know, today, the, you know, I don't, I, I don't really think this is a standard of success or anything like that, but, uh, you know, I just, uh, I checked the, the self-help category on iTunes and, um, the Humans 2.0 podcast is ranking like the number nine position. Wow! With like, uh, yeah, and um, self help is a pretty like, busy category. Yeah, like a lot of these podcasts I listen to every day, and they're ranked lower than mine. Like uh, Aubrey Marcus, Brendan Bouchard, The Art of Manliness, one of the New York Times ones. And um, I've really just been tripling down on it, and uh, it's a complete blast. And uh, you know, I know like 10 years in the future, I'm going to like look back and be like, that was a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, good for you. I mean, that's, that's huge that it's been, you know, some of the names that you dropped are like when people talk about self-help podcasts or big podcasters, you just listed off several of the who's who. So, um, you know, not that it's a competition or whatever, but it's more, it's just, it's a sign that it's resonating, that people enjoy it, that, you know, it's like I said at the beginning, you have a real knack for pulling out the true message, the true learning from people. So good for you. That's, that's pretty awesome. I'm psyched to be a part of it. So that's pretty cool. Um, it was awesome. You, you just posted something on LinkedIn that I found to be really humble and summed up what I think is a really true purpose for why you do this show. So you want to just speak on what, 
what it was you said and what drove you to say that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Wait. Um, you, you posted this post about doing the podcast and why you do it. You named a bunch of us who were on Right. It. Yeah. 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 Sorry about that. I just, I post a lot of things on LinkedIn. I'm sure I should have been so, clearer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so basically what I talked about in the post is, um, it, it was kind of a, a confession that I was making. Um, and it's basically, I started this podcast for a hundred percent entirely selfish reasons, as I talked about before. And uh, a part of it was because I, I, I hit some some pretty big challenges, aside from the whole business thing in last year and uh, in, in this year, that I really like had no idea, like just straight up flattened me out of my face. And, um, you know, it, the old Mark, the old human version 1.0 of me would have just been resentful, been angry, been depressed, been anxious. But instead, I uh, put in some effort and I just sought out to find the most genuine and, and expertise people in their field. And really what I ended up realizing is that, you know, after facing all these obstacles in my life, and I talk about this all the time on the podcast, like what I've been through, what I'm going through, I'm very transparent about that. I, uh, and, and especially since ever, ever since the podcast really took off, so to speak, um, I, I started getting so many messages. Like I, I probably get like, 15, 20 a day on like each social platform of like different people that listen to the podcast. And they're people from all walks of life. Some of them are teenagers. Some of them are like seniors. Some of them are moms, dads, like real estate agents. Some of them are total mix. Um, yeah, total, yeah. total mix. Like not like the the 20 year old tech, tech savvy dude that I, that I was like maybe trying to go for. I didn't really have a, a highlighted audience. But they like they'd message me. I'd get on calls with them, and it it was really a humbling experience. And this is kind of happening like within the last two months. So you know, I'm trying to articulate what's happening right now. And really, it's just that you know, the more vulnerable you get, the more um, the more open, and the more people can connect with you. And you know, like to me, the main thing was like before. I used to think that you know people had on this facade like. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm Brian Falchuk and, uh, you know, I work out like, I don't I have no idea. I work out like seven <laughs> times a week. I, I don't, I don't need any sugar. I don't, I don't do this. I like, I have coaching clients with this, 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 and that, but like through doing the podcast, through talking to people like super successful people, I've, uh, I've come to realize that's all BS and nobody's perfect. We, you know, there's that, there's that saying it's, uh, you know, the, the gods have feet of clay and that's not a bad thing, but it led me to, to really understand and and really believe how this world is working. And, uh, you know, like perfect example, you take myself at a uh, 16 years old, right? You could say, man, you got this business, you're making mad money. But on the inside, I was just totally broken, right? right? So, like some of us are, are winning on these aspects, but everyone has different aspects of their life that they just need a lot of help on. And, um, they might not even be aware of it, but Doing that, doing the podcast has taught me all of that. And it just showed me that, you know, even even more and more people need to hear my perspective. And uh, just climbing through the top charts like that ha has, you know, really led me to the belief of like, uh, dude, no, the world doesn't need another podcast. You're just a kid who's going to listen to you to like climbing the top charts and people understanding and relating to my perspective has been a really total humbling experience for me. Wow. 
Well, congratulations, man. That's awesome. And anyone who's got that kind of purpose behind why they're doing it, I that's that's who I want to see winning. You know, like that's where I want to see the success because you didn't go into it for any reason, but really your own self growth. And it sounds like everything else, and there's been a lot else that's come from it, has just been icing on the cake. And yes, icing has sugar, and uh, cake is is a sweet too. And I, and I may have had both of those things recently. Um, awesome. Well, we we could we could go on forever. And uh, that's I, I mean that's definitely how I felt when I was on your show too. I just I, I love connecting with you and and hearing because you've got this real sense of value, and that matters a ton to me. Mark, where can people find out more about you, get a hold of the podcast, and obviously they should not only just listen to an episode, but subscribe to it and, and keep getting it, because there's a lot that you pack into the whole suite of episodes. Yeah, so um, before you do that, you should definitely, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast, Do A Day, and oh. uh, you know, leave, Good leave, plug. leave a review. Leave a review for Brian. Like, uh, you know, he, he works hard and, uh, you know, leaving that review gets more people to see it and uh, I'd appreciate it. And I'm sure Brian would. Thank you. Um, but, uh, but if you want to listen to a different podcast, uh, just, uh, go on your podcast app, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever it is, type in humans 2.0, or you can type in my name, Mark Metry. Uh, that's M A R K M E T R Y. And, uh, you'll find it there. And, uh, if you want to connect with me, feel free to hit me up on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. You can Google me, uh, same name, Mark Metry, and uh, be happy to chat sometime. So you're at Mark Metry on all those social platforms. I'm at Mark Metry except for Twitter because that was taken. Uh, it's uh, Marky, Marky Metry. Okay. Well, we'll link to it either way so people don't have to worry about it. But um, Awesome. Yeah, no, thank you so much for coming on. Um, this is super cool because I, I hit you up kind of on a whim and I wasn't sure when you'd be available and you just jumped right in. You're like, I think it was like two days later or something. And yeah. it's like, I might need a couple more days after that, but I really appreciate <laughs> you coming right on and, uh, and sharing about it. It's, it's such an interesting journey that you've been on and you do you know, I don't want to stereotype anyone who's, you know, in their early twenties, but you, you don't fit the mold. Like if, if people didn't know your age, they wouldn't know your age. You know what I mean? You've been through, yeah. been through a lot and you made that choice to learn and to grow. And yeah, you flipped that switch a couple of times and, and made those pivots, but that's just it. Like that's still a choice. You still did it. And that is incredibly impressive to me. And I love that you're sharing that whole process and, the ways that other people can flip that switch for themselves. You're sharing that out with people. So thank you for that. Thanks, man. And it feels like uh, I haven't even started to warm up yet. So this, this will definitely be, be interesting for sure. I have a feeling that that is probably pretty accurate. You got many more years of this stuff out of you. So I'm excited to see what you do. Mark, will you help me close things out? Let's do it. Cool, man. All right. Today is a new day. Go out and do it. Excellent. All right, dude. Have a good night. Yeah, Brian. This was awesome, man. Thanks a lot for everything. Thank you. Wow. I feel like Mark just did half the work that I tend to do in these outros by plugging the podcast. So <laughs> yeah, subscribe, review it, all that. Um, listen to Mark. He knows what he's talking about. 
but seriously, he's awesome. And I know there's so much more that we didn't even begin to touch on from his whole backstory. So maybe we'll have him back on and get even deeper about what it was like being in that space, that internal, personal, uh, sort of like closing in on you kind of hell where he just couldn't engage in things. And it still blows my mind that he was that way. And then you look at what he's achieved, you know, creating this Minecraft business that was hugely successful, starting this advertising um, virtual reality, augmented reality business, Humans 2.0. I mean, I'm, I'm still in awe that basically, I know he started in August 2017, but for real started in January 2018. And we recorded this in early May of 2017, and he was already in the top 10 in iTunes. Like, that's pretty serious. Um, and it comes from that spark that he was able to find and unlock and understand. He's been so introspective about the whole thing. And he's just so dedicated to others finding that, too. So if you haven't yet, head over to markmetry.com and see what he's putting out there. Subscribe to Humans 2.0. You can get to it from his website or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, awesome guy. Lots going on. And the thing is, like, he's only 20 years old. So think about what he's created in the past five years. Like, think about what he's going to create in the next five or 10 or 20. This is someone to watch. So I'm excited to bring him to you so that you know about him and you can watch him. So with that, yeah, listen to what he said. <laughs> Subscribe to the Do A Day podcast if you don't already. View the show. It means the world to me. And if you're ready to jump in this journey, go to doadaybook.com slash the exercise. Download two-page exercise to work on things yourself. Um, and if you haven't yet listened to the Do A Day TED Talk, where I literally talk about do a day at a TEDx event, um, you can do so at brianfalchuk.com slash TEDx do a day, all one word. So it's the TEDx about do a day, brianfalchuk.com slash TEDx do a day in just under 15 minutes. You get the whole message of do a day with some slides mixed in there. So, you know, you can, and you can watch me say it live, you know, not just audio, but check it out. Get the do-a-day idea, keep growing, and today is a new day. You need the information, you need the inspiration, you need the guidance so you can take it in and go out and do it. Thanks, everyone.